Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode where we list 32 ways to share your art. And it was actually originally 31 ways to share your art, but I squeezed another one in. I don't know if you noticed that, Tara. I might, I might have actually squeezed another one in as well. So it I might be let's call it plus 30, bonus this. Yeah, 30-something ways to share your art. We've lost count. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, before we get onto that, we want to say a big thank you to all of our Kofi supporters because it really does help us to keep this podcast going. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's always lovely when we get a little tinkle on our uh, email saying somebody else has, has bought us a coffee, isn't it, Tara? lovely yeah we really appreciate the support because not only does it help us towards the cost of running kicking the creatives which lets us keep doing what we do it also shows that you like what we're doing as well so thank you very much for that and we also want to say thanks to everyone who's been sharing their work for the challenges with us on social media um and I have to say, Tara, you've been away, haven't you, on holiday? And we normally share the load of social media. And oh, my goodness, when you were away, I was like, oh, my God, I must have been on social media for hours every day trying to keep it up with it all. But um, it's always lovely to see so many people getting involved with all the challenges. So, uh, uh, But before I say what's caught my eye, just got a quick message, actually, for a couple of recent newbie members to the group, Susan C. and Jane Johnson. And I do know, I think Susan definitely listens because she mentioned it when she joined. Um, If you're listening, you did say yes, please, to be signed up to the newsletter when you answered the group questions, but you actually forgot to leave your email address. (laughs) So if you do want to be signed up to the newsletter, you can just pop over to the website and sign up that way. Um, Yeah. Anyway, uh, what's caught my eye? So um, I, I don't know if it's Elise or Elsie Hubbard. Sorry, I, I'm not quite sure. Um, she did a fantastic version of the Facetastic Friday last week. It was so, so colourful. And I've noticed um, a few people seem to be getting quite imaginative with those faces, don't they? Have you noticed that? Yeah, just some, some really quirky <clears throat> ones. Yeah, everyone's doing such different styles. It's brilliant. Um, Heather Lynn Baskin, she's been doing the Tonal June Challenge and she's working digitally. I was actually really surprised with a recent one she did of those, um, you know, those useless wooden jointed drawing mannequins you could get. Oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) She did one of that. She drew one of those um, and it was kind of sitting on a glass and sort of partially behind a glass. And what was surprising is she said she wasn't particularly happy with it. But I thought it was amazing. And I paint a lot of glass so um I think you need to take my word for it Heather that it was really good so I don't know what you're on about um Roving J well I'm practically stalking Roving J now I really am she's doing the, the kick 365 challenge uh she's doing a ton of urban sketching and I well I've always liked her stuff but it's just getting better and better all the time I've got loads today <laughs> I'm, I'm, actually, I haven't nicked any of yours Emma Miller, she's been doing the 50 ways to draw a face challenge and uh, she's been focusing on Marilyn Monroe. 
unmistakable by that um, beauty spot of hers. Um, that's been really cool to see. And one more, Matthew G. Ashbrook. He's also doing the Kick 365 Challenge and he's concentrating on hands at the moment and they're getting better and better all the time. So it goes to show, you know, by practicing every day, you're just going to get better and better. So let me take a breath. <gasps> What about you, Tara? What's got your eyes? Oh, it's, it's unusual for you to take one of those. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, I've got to be honest and say that I've been a bit lax because I have been away. Mm. Um, so I, I've been doing a little bit of catching up, but I have loved some fantastic Fridays. Mm. Sana Sira, especially, she did one of an old man, the old man dancing with the headphones on. You know that picture? Yeah, yeah. And she's done it with these really loose lines. And then I think, I don't know if it's watercolour or something she's added on top, but I absolutely love that one. And another Fantastic Friday was done by Prickly Witch, who's actually Joanna Brown. And she did the young girl, I think the week before, there's a young girl with blind contour and watercolour. Now, she's up, uh, Joe is an absolute genius with blind contour. So that was incredible. Um, but also, nothing to do with the challenges, but Joe Brown is also doing the most amazing watercolours. I don't know if you've seen these. I love her stuff. I love her on, stuff. I always forget in, that she's prickly witch. <laughs> yeah, on Instagram, she's been doing these watercolours following somebody's tutorial. That I can't remember the name, but it's it's called something direct watercolour. And it's almost like she's using different implements to lay down the watercolour. But mm. they're not one of our challenges, but they're incredible as well. But anyway, what is new with you? Well, drum roll. I did think I was going to be going to London tomorrow to pick up my painting um, that I submitted to the Mall Gallery or the Mal Gallery, sorry, in London for the summer exhibition. Um, do you remember? I don't know if anyone listened to the last episode, but it was pre selected. And the date to collect the um, paintings that were not selected for the final um, exhibition, uh, they're meant to be getting picked up. Um, tomorrow so I practically had booked my train <laughs> ticket <laughs> no you hadn't I had I it thought I kept, kept this Thursday free I was like no I'm going to be going to London anyway I found out um yes no the day was it when did I text you Tara was it yesterday um, or the day before yesterday day before I can't remember which well I found out basically that it made the final selection so it got in I was absolutely um gobsmacked actually because I really did not expect that I was just absolutely made up with the fact that I got pre-selected so to actually be selected for the final mix in that exhibition I was blown away so yeah that's my biggest news so I'm really I, excited. I knew you were going to go in there and now you should be more confident especially if they pre-selected you mm. they're only not going to pick that painting mm. if you paint really badly aren't they I guess and if, you know you paint really well. I think it's perhaps they they sort of pre-select over the internet, and then I suppose you know sometimes paintings look different on online, yeah. don't they? Than when you in, you know you get it face to face. And actually, I know that quite a lot of my darker ones look better in the flesh because you haven't got that sort of blue glare that that you get when you try and photograph one of those paintings. So. Um, but yeah, I was really nervous about it because I had to sort of bespoke frame it and everything to. And and they did say, you know, a, a frame can make or break a painting. So if it's badly framed or the frame we don't feel is right, it, that can be the difference between you getting in and not and all the rest of it. So, yeah, I was I was really nervous about it. So um, do you sell, do they sell the paintings as well? Yeah, they put them up so you have to Ooh. put a price. 
put a price on and of course I hope you put a good price on well that. I didn't want to you see the thing is obviously they will probably take a well I know they take a big chunk and obviously they're yeah. going to aren't they but um so I just I just the figure I was happy to get myself and then I added their junk there right. you know that junk on yeah. top but of course then I forgot about putting the frame on the frame on <laughs> which cost oh. me quite a oh, bit no. so, so I hadn't taken that into account so somebody whoever buys that if it sells is going to get a bargain let's let's put it yeah. like that but uh and if it doesn't sell I will put it up on my website and um superb yeah so really really great I'm really happy about that um what else what else oh I've just started my well ju- just started actually about a week ago I started my fried egg commission um so the underpainting is done and now I'm working on the mid layers and this is the stage uh, this is the one part of painting which I don't I always um struggle with it's not struggling as in I I don't know what to do it's just I struggle at looking at it because you know, the underpainting I always love, you know, when you just lay down the shadows and the lights and you're like, oh, this is really going to work. Yeah. And then and the mid layers are, are very flat and I find that really hard and I always find it hard to believe that it's going to be any good at the end. And this is why I've got this great big poster up on my wall of, you know, the posters we did, Tara, for when we did the Adobe yes. Max talk. Yeah. Um, I've put that on my my wall to remind myself don't be silly Sandra you know you you've, you've done it before that this all of these paintings started this way <laughs> and it will be fine but yeah it's at that horrible flat sort of cartoony stage at the moment which I don't like and it's the dangerous stage for me where I start procrastinating because I think I don't want to see it I don't want to look at it oh I can't bear it <laughs> so it's at that stage and I'm looking forward to when I've finished this uh mid layer so I can then start you know bringing it to life a little bit but um yeah so I've started that and oh and who else is back on the scene in my life Tara have you noticed Felicity oh yes I have seen Felicity yeah she's been she's been you know doing her thing on Instagram again do you know what I kind of miss the um freedom of just doing something really silly and not caring if it's you know it doesn't matter if it's a good drawing or it's just fun and it's a cartoon. <laughs> so I've been I've been doing a few of her again. I've been really enjoying it actually. Just it's kind of light relief, I think, from everything else. So um yeah, she's she's been doing a couple of posts. Um well, I'm, just, I'm kind of gonna aim for one or two posts a week. So yeah. Anyway, what about you, Tara? What is new with you? Um, well, not very much because I've been away <laughs> for a really relaxing holiday. You've got, a tan. Apps, You've got a lovely uh, tan. Not really. I did actually put my three-quarter trousers on one day, so I did actually expose a little bit of ankle. Ooh! Oh, I know, and a little bit below the knee. Um, but no, so it was absolutely lovely. It was the first time the dog had ever been to the sea, so that was really fun. Oh, he was in his element, wasn't he? He totally loved it. So that that was brilliant. But I took a sketchbook with me and didn't pick it up at all. No. The only thing I did do, I messed about on my – I took my iPad – because I thought, oh, I'm going to have a mess about with some digital drawing because yeah. a lot of the NFT artists did. I thought, oh, I'm going to just try it again. Yeah. So I think one day I actually picked that up and started. I thought, I wonder if I can actually recreate the look of my faces, but in digital. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to get that effect. I didn't like it at all. Oh, well, I can't imagine it would be as much fun because I think half it wasn't. the fun of, of drawing is when you don't have that undo button, isn't it? Yeah, well, it didn't get me – I get a kind of rush because 
when I the way I create, it's not precise. So I don't really know what it's going to look like in the end. Yeah. And I couldn't really get that. I couldn't get that. You know, you could smudge things. It just didn't just didn't work the same for me. So, you know, it would have been quite interesting because I thought, oh, it just would be interesting to see if I like doing this. But no, didn't mm. really do it. No. But so on a totally another thing, you remember I was telling you last time that I was hoping to have some of my art in the New York event? <gasps> yes. Well, did you, I don't know if you saw on social media. I saw somebody shared um, it on a screen um, in New York. Yeah, the one of you, I was so grateful to her yeah. because she messaged me and she'd actually took a little video. But because it's in a video in Twitter, I just took a screenshot of it. She was going to send it me. I think she's forgotten. Um, so, yeah, I just took a screenshot of it and it's like, Oh, wow, there were massive screens. So now you can even say, I have been exhibited in New York. I know. (laughs) That was so good. Amazing. Oh, yeah, that was so chuffed when I saw that. I was like, oh, my God, that's just so cool. I meant to ask you about that earlier. I forgot. And I didn't even know that that one was going to be shown there. Mm. Because I... Basically, everybody submitted art, well, everybody wanted to, submitted art to these events. Mm. And they said that they would show, they couldn't promise they'd be shown on the big screens. Everything would be on the virtual one. Yeah. But they couldn't promise everybody on the big screen. But I got, yeah, mine obviously was. So I was I really how many of yours were? I don't know. Do you know I, what? We're, gonna, it's just we're just going to have to hop over to New York, Tara, and have a little look. I'm scared of flying, but, you know. <laughs> Some things are worth <laughs> flying for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's brilliant. I'll shut up now. Well, no, it actually leads quite <laughs> well onto um, onto what we're talking about today, really, doesn't it? About you know. Yeah. Do you know you've actually written most of this one, so I'm going to give you all the credit for this one, like you did me for the last one. <laughs> um, but what I thought was funny is we, well, we've or you've done the same thing that we we do. We tend to do things that somehow relate. To something we're going through or we're thinking about. Yeah. So this is to give us ideas of oh. what to do for our social media. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, we're going to give you 30-something ideas. Well, 31, now we just have no idea. But um, 30-something ideas of how to share your art. Because, you know, it's not always easy, is it, to find new ways to share things without being repetitive, especially for someone like me who does uh, oil paintings and things like that, because it takes a while to do a painting. So do, do you know what I mean? So it's quite difficult yeah. to think of new ways to do it. But you don't always just have to share your physical art. You know, that's the thing I had to get my head around. There are a lot of different ways you can engage your audience without just showing that piece of art because I imagine I think one of the things I used to worry about is um people getting bored of seeing the same thing and also losing out on that kind of ta-da moment where you kind of go oh ta-da here it is and everyone's going oh wow I love it I love it because if you've already showed it in every single stage of its painting it kind of like takes that bit away (laughs) so I think it's nice to it's nice to kind of think hang on, how how can I engage my audience without necessarily even having to show my art? But one really good place to start is to actually ask your followers for suggestions of what to draw or paint next. And I've seen people do this before, and I think, what a great idea, because people love, don't they, to feel like they're kind of part of the process. So allowing them to get involved in some way that's a really good way of engaging with your audience. And another thing you can do is you can share 
you know, where you find your inspiration. So, for example, I did, um, I can't remember how long ago I was about, well, was it before I started my crush coat can painting or when I was painting it? I can't remember, but I made a short video of me basically holding this crushed coat can that I'd almost thrown in the bin. Um, and just talking about that, talking about the fact that as I threw it in the bin, I realized actually, oh, maybe, maybe that might make a nice painting. Um, you, you know, be imaginative. You know, I could perhaps share myself polishing off a bottle of wine for research purposes. <laughs> People love yeah. all that stuff, don't they? It doesn't have to be just that. Because I always used to think, oh, well, you know, if I have my Instagram page, it just means I've got to take a front, full frontal shot of um, my frontal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, imagine the followers. <laughs> You'd lose. Yeah. yeah thanks. <laughs> a full frontal shot of, you know what I mean, a square on shot of your painting when it's done. And then that's it. And then, you, then the next one. And that's, I suppose, what I used to think. But actually, Do you know what would have been great, actually? Um, you remember when you did that painting where the wine poured yes. over the grass that you kind of miss with a yeah. fireplace and you yeah. did it at the pub? Mm. Now, what you should have done is, while that was being set up, got someone else to video. Yes. Because that would have just been so good. It really and would. Then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it really would. And it's thinking outside the box like that. It's thinking about how you share the process from from that moment. And funny enough, you know, that painting, it, it, I had never set out to do that. What happened is we went to the pub. There was this beautiful roaring fire and somebody else in the table near the fire had this glass of red wine and I just saw it all flickering and I was thinking oh god that would make a lovely photograph I felt like I couldn't go over to the couple and say actually could you just move out of the way please oh I want to take a picture of your wine in front of that fire and it was only when they went um these people had gone and I said I really you know what I really really want to catch like something being poured into the glass and what was brilliant about it was the barmaid who worked there at the time she was a part-time photographer and so and she was I was saying to her do you mind if I just take I just want to take some photographs of of me pouring some wine but of course you know trying to pour wine into a glass from a height is actually really hard to get it in the glass and my my actual um, intention was to get the wine flowing into the glass but I kept missing it kept going absolutely everywhere. <laughs> and, Is it on um, the floor? No, on the table. No. Yeah, oh, right. I mean, lucky they, they don't have a carpet or anything, and they know us really well. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, so she was helping me get the right shot, and in the end, we got some gorgeous shots of the, the wine going into the glass. But the one I ended up going for was the one where it missed completely. So that's how that one came about. But you're so right. If only. I'd have thought about it back then because I wasn't really big into Instagram back then at all. Um, and I think what you could have done with that, that wouldn't have been one shot either. No. You could have made, so you could have made the video where you're actually pouring it. You could make the video where it went wrong and all the things like that. You could do some few photographs. You could, sh- could pull back and show the whole bar. So you could have made that into like a week's worth. Yeah post yeah, couldn't you yeah really because the secret to instagram i think is actually posting sort of on a daily basis really isn't it and that like you say and that I would think, have been a week and i think repeat because like you were saying you worry about boring people mm. but i think you gotta remember that half the time people don't see it so you'll only see a percentage of yeah of the people you're following's work you won't see it all so if you post 
something that's a bit similar, like several days, chances are the same person isn't going to see it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So as well as photographing your setup, you could photograph your workspace. Now, that could be a distant view. Uh, I don't think you want to do mine at the moment. It's such a dip. But well, I only could... saw a square inch of it today and it was covered in dust. <laughs> it was, yeah. That was my office desk. Um, or you could focus in on some of the materials in your workspace. So you could go a little bit closer and maybe show your canvas and, you know, a bit of your easel or whatever you work on. Um, another idea is to photograph or video yourself working on your art. Or failing that, if you don't actually want to be working on you, you could photograph yourself near near your art. So on those nice smiley faces as you turn around and say, ta-da, you know, like yeah, you're saying. Yeah, Put your lippy on. I, put, sorry? Put, put a bit of lippy uh, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you could do that also as an over-the-shoulder sort of type of view, couldn't you? So if you didn't want to yeah. show your face, you could make it so it's – you from the back almost well like um, me when I wiggled my bum in front of my bum painting exactly but I, I was just going to say a person you should look at on Instagram who's absolutely brilliant at doing videos of herself with her work is Carmel Jenkin I know hoping, isn't she just just fantastic she just she's kind of funny and then she's got this lovely work and she manages to set I mean she looks like she's a photographer the way she sets stuff up doesn't she well also she's young and beautiful yeah that that does help but (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing isn't it when you're like middle-aged yeah Yeah. I I I had to wiggle my bum I had to I had to think right if when I do this I've got to kind of um clench (laughs) did you tape it up with masking tape or something (laughs) otherwise it's gonna be wibbly wobbling all over the place (laughs) yeah and another thing is, like, if if you're like me, when you're wearing your your funny trucky bottoms and yeah, your fleece yeah. and your chewed up trainers, it doesn't look so good as she does either, does it? I, I've kind of realised that actually, when you get to the uh, you know fifteen, you well actually, I am nearly fifty. I'm nearly no, fifty. What? No, you're not. You're Sorry? over fifty. No, I'm not. I'm nearly fifty. No, you're not. How old am I? You're about fifty-one now. Exactly. So that's very close to fifty. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so I have got to the point now where I'm you like, you know when we used to we used to make videos, didn't we, Tara? We're both like, oh my god, look at my neck, look at my jaw. Do you remember that time when we started taping and stealth up with masking tape? For oh yes. Fun? <laughs> yeah. Somewhere yeah. there's a video of us putting masking tape all over. I don't our think we put that out. That was just us messing not? about. No. <laughs> I think you just have to think, do you know what? We we were once young and beautiful, but it's fine. <laughs> I don't think I was ever young and beautiful. I might have been young. Don't be silly. <laughs> don't be silly. I just wanted to talk about another person as well to look at on um, Instagram, and that is Andrea Earhart. We actually had her on the podcast, episode 86. Now, she is an absolute mastermind at social media. Um, And a tip she once gave is to photograph yourself in front of a very plain background, holding a bit of your art, or if it's big, putting yourself next to your art. And you can batch them. So don't just hold one picture, stand there, and hold it in all different ways and different faces and all, all stuff like that. Um, and you can also, if you're a bit of a dab hand in Photoshop or any sort of photo manipulating thing, you can hold a blank canvas and then just drop the painting on. And that way you've always got a kind of something that you can drop with you in it and your painting in it. Yeah, you, you, yeah you did that. That was so clever. I've seen a lot of really clever stuff on how to 
you know, it's that the problem is the time is learning how to do those things, isn't it? Oh, yes. You, you've got to be able to drop the finger. But you, but you wouldn't have to if you just say you'd got 10 paintings done. Mm. Um, you could just photograph yourself holding 10 different paintings. Just do it all the same type batch do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's such a good idea. That really is a real good idea. Um, okay, so you could show a close-up detail of your work on social media and ask your audience to guess what it is. Um, I love that, don't you? I love it when people put things like that because I love guessing. Um, or you could create a short close-up video of you painting a really small area. That's something I did with my peach when, when I was painting my peachy bum. Um, you know, the little there was a t- tiny section of the peach that I was painting I, just, I missed that one. Oh, I just zoomed. It was a reel, I think. And I just zoomed in on it and said, I don't know if I asked people to guess what it was. I can't remember. But yeah, it was it was cool because it didn't show the whole thing. So it wasn't really giving people much of an idea of what the whole thing was going to look like. But it, it, it just still allowed me to post something and get people interested, you know. And people love guessing games. And again, it's a great way of getting your followers to engage with you um, and sort of like have a bit of an input. And you could also um, show your work in progress. I mean, I do do this a fair bit on my Instagram. Um, I'm not doing that so much with my commission. I always feel with commissions because the thing is as well, he doesn't he doesn't really – I don't think he wants to see it. He wants that Tada moment, you know. Right, yeah. And I, So I can't exactly, you know, not show him and then show the rest of – yeah you know instagram so i'm i'm not really able to show any progress of that and of course that's did you hard. show setting up the shot though that's see that you could have used afterwards you know with his permission did you show setting up the fried egg shot do you know how embarrassing it would have been to show how many burnt eggs i got through and no but that's part <laughs> of the fun of it that would be that's what's fun yeah i should have done really shouldn't i yeah no, i didn't i didn't i didn't do that yeah, see, again, that's just all ideas, isn't it? And sometimes you do, you think a bit late, but it might be, that's quite a good idea, you know, to, I guess, have a little bit of a notebook where you can write these ideas down if you miss one. You think, oh, right, next time I'm going to look back on this and, and, you know, think, oh, yeah, I'll do that this time. Well, that's an idea I was going to mention at the end is like to have uh, someone suggested, I think his name is Sergio Gomez. He's on Instagram as well. Mm. He suggested having a calendar, but he didn't mean... A calendar as in, Monday I'm posting this picture of a face, Sunday, Tuesday I'm posting a tree. What he meant was, okay, so Monday I'm always going to post a setup shot where I'm setting up my artwork. Yeah. Tuesday I'm always going to post a picture of me and my art. Wednesday I'm going to post a time lapse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but he said the good thing about that is you don't have to think so much because you know what Monday is, you know what Tuesday is. Yeah, yeah. So it narrows down what you have to actually think about. But I think, yeah, you should always video yourself or photograph yourself setting up because I think that would be really interesting for people. Well, for me, I'd watch that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always find as well with, with my Instagram, because I'm a realism painter generally, um, you know, should I be putting sketching in the mix and all that as well? Because are people following me for one thing and then I'm giving them something else? That's a thing. So this is where you can change it to stories. I mean, I could just do stories and reels on my sketching and the things I do for fun and save the main posts for my, you know, my realism work. Yeah, yeah. And do it that way. 
so another, another idea is to share secrets or tips about your process. So, for instance, I like to use kiddie sponge brushes. And if I didn't show my time lapses, people probably wouldn't know that, but I could make a big thing about the materials I use because it's not the most usual. Um, I could also show that I make the backgrounds of my faces using the top of a ink dropper bottle. And again, that's probably not the most usual way to work. So anything that's a little bit different. Do you have any secrets or tips about your process? Secrets? Yeah. Um, hmm. Not really. No. no. I don't think so. Well, tips, yeah, I'll have plenty of tips. Yeah. Not about secrets, but... Uh... Yeah, I mean, you got that good tip, didn't you, about making your... How you made the thing you put all your paints on oh yeah like yeah yeah like that's more like um like studio tips I guess yeah yeah I suppose more than process tips yeah about you know how I store my paints that kind of thing so that's another good idea isn't it yeah yeah Mm. um you could also share problems you experience and how you solve them now I didn't know quite Sandra wrote this one Sandra wrote all of them (laughs) So, so perhaps you can explain what your problems might be uh, so I'm trying to think, hmm, it could be that my brushes have gone rock hard because I've accidentally left them unwashed after, a, you know, after painting uh, for a week. So I could think, okay, how am I going to get this? Because brushes are expensive. How am I going to get my get around this problem? And I, I do have a tip for that, actually, and I use... um. Apparently, it works for acrylic as well. I don't know. I've not tried it with acrylics. And in fact, I think I shared this tip. We'd had, was it General Murphy's Art? soap. Yes, <laughs> Murphy's oil soap. I shared that tip and we did um, an episode way back, didn't we, called General Art Tips. And it was one of the tips I shared in that episode. And basically, you put your Murphy's oil soap um, and then you lay your brushes in it and you you lay them in it for you know 48 hours or so and every now and then just massage it and it does it gets it out it's amazing and that's dry oil paint it's incredible so that sort of thing yes how how did I solve my my rock hard brushes so yeah that kind of stuff but um yeah perfect yeah anyway while you've got a piece of work on the go you can also take an opportunity to talk about your favorite materials so maybe you know, instead of having to set something up thinking I'm going to do a demonstration for Instagram or I'm going to talk about my favourite materials, you might as well use use that time when you're actually already on a painting and, and take those little snippets of time and opportunity where you're using that material to make little videos. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. if you're already working on something, it's not actually taking any extra time really. Apart from putting a video on a on a tripod, that's all you've got to do. And, you you know, another thing you could do is you could ask your audience for feedback on the painting. So we all ask ourselves that question, don't we? You know, what, when do I know if this painting is is finished? Is it finished yet? Should I work on it anymore? Well, that's another thing you can say to your audience, you know, is it finished? What do you think? Just silly things like that. Again, it's engagement, isn't it? Yes, sorry. <laughs> I didn't realise oh, your mic's gone. I didn't realise you're waiting for input from me there. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yes, basically that that was that was all I had for that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, I, do you know what I I've done that for um, for choosing which piece of art 
to put up digitally next. So I've I've like shown maybe four or six pieces of art and say, which is your favourite? Which shall I put up next? Yeah, and that's really good because you don't always pick the one that other people pick. Well, and you, you never pick the one that other I'm, people pick. <laughs> well, sometimes I do. Yeah. But sometimes, no, I'm like, what? Why do you like that one? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, you could create a time lapse of your process from start to finish. Now, this is something I do all the time now. I don't actually know if I do it in the best way because I just set mine up. So I'll have my camera hanging above where I work. So I'm working flat. And I just literally film the whole process. And then I take out stuff like, because I hair dryer mine to get it to dry quicker. So yeah. I take that out when I am. Um, and I'm getting really quick at doing those, you know, yeah. editing now. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how much you speed up when you learn what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but it's also really good that is that you can look back and actually think, oh, that's how I did that bit. Because, you know, sometimes you do something and think, oh, I love the effect I got there. Yeah. Well, that way you can actually see how you you got the effect. Um, But I have seen people do time lapses different ways where they will kind of focus in on a little piece and then they'll skip, you know, further ahead. Yeah. And I think sometimes that works better. Now, I did try one. I tried to do one a bit differently. But actually my straight-off time-lapses worked better on social media. So um, I haven't done more of those. You know, where you do. Yeah. So I did I did one where I'd, um, I ha- I started it, it and then I basically sprayed it with water and tipped it, so it dripped. So I put, oh, then I made her cry because it was a picture of a woman and the, the water made her look yeah. like she was crying. Yeah. But it took me way longer. Not, <laughs> not many people watched it. Uh, so it's interesting, isn't it? But you learn as you yeah. go, don't you, what people want. What people you don't like. know till you try it. No, so not no. I think, and I also I've used to shoot those images in a horizontal thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so so I could use them on YouTube and stuff. But I've realised it's far better to choose shoot vertical um, because now even YouTube will let you put shorts on, which are vertical, quick videos. Yeah. So vertical is far more, I guess, prevalent now on social media. Um, so another thing you could do is ask your audience, like, what is the story behind this piece? And there's someone who does this, well, I think, really well. She does it in our group sometimes. That's Eva Falkwell-Simpson. You've seen the one she does, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So she'll do these drawings. I think she just starts off with a few random lines and then she makes it into something. She's always people-based, but then she'll say, what's the story? Uh, and, and I know in our group... She does TV ones as well, doesn't she? From, like, clips from TV? Am I right? Yeah, but they're not the what no, the they're story not these ones. No, they're not these ones, no. No, she does brilliant ones from TV, but mm. these are ones where she... I think she just starts off, creates some lines or some doodles yeah. and then makes it into people doing something... Um, or she'll ask people, you know, what's the story behind this piece? And people will suggest things. And it's a good way to get people talking. Yeah. Yeah. I think I love that. I mean, also, it's like, I, you know, years ago there used to be um, comics, didn't there? Or comic, little comic strips where you'd, it, the speech bubble would be empty and you had to add your own caption. I love things like that. <laughs> Did you? I hated things like that. Oh, I loved it. I loved anything that made me use my imagination or create a story. I yeah. loved all that. Yeah, because I like storytelling, you see. So, uh, okay, so you could also ask for ideas for a title for your latest piece. 
I mean, personally, I, I actually wouldn't do this myself because I'm very precious about my titles. I love coming up with titles for my stuff. But I know that there are an awful lot of artists out there that hate that part. They don't enjoy that part at all. And that's why you get so many pieces of work out on galleries saying still life with, with I don't know, skull or flower or whatever. And, oh, God, that drives me nuts. I just think, come on, use your imagination. But anyway, um, yeah, you can, ask your, you can ask your audience for ideas. And I know that um, whenever I've seen posts like that, the comments are, you know, off the scale. People really enjoy that. And you could say, you know, the best one, I'll pick the best one sort of thing. And, of course, everyone wants to be that person who chose the title, don't they? You I know? do that sometimes. Yeah, well, you... you oh, I ask, what, what, what shall I title this? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I don't... I'm not bothered. I, you know, so, when I do my work, sometimes I immediately get a title in my head. Mm. Yeah, or when I finish, I'll be scanning it and I need to call something. Call the scan something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I'm like, hmm. and then something will just pop in. Yeah. But then sometimes I'll get something that's just like, meh, not that keen. So I quite like putting it out to people because often their ideas are better than mine. Yeah, you get some really um, fun and imaginative answers as well yeah. from people. So, yeah, it's a really good idea to do that. Um, you can also ask your audience to vote on a frame um, using one of those mock-up apps, which you introduced me to, Tara. Those apps are brilliant, aren't they? They're a great way to show your audience how your art might look framed on a wall if you had a really posh house with a a grand piano (laughs) and a beautiful silk you know sweeping curtains (laughs) no they do have some more normal looking houses that that you mock this art up but you've done that before haven't you you've kind of put your art in a frame and yeah I I haven't asked which frame though no that's always a good idea although you see straight away I would know which frame looked best so I I wouldn't want people to say the other one (laughs) (laughs) you're too precious aren't you much too brush when it comes to framing and titling yeah i'm like no i have my idea and that's it i'm sticking to it <laughs> well i guess it's as well because you know you are going to put yours in a frame yes if like me i'm not necessarily really going to put mine in a frame mm. or if i sell it i'm not going to sell it framed i'm just going to sell it oh, as the piece oh, yeah mind you saying that i don't i don't sell my oh, art framed true. anymore yeah i used to and it was a pain in the bum um because of postage and damage that the frames are really sort of um vulnerable in in the mail you know yeah the actual paintings aren't aren't as as much so but the actual frames because of the corners and everything so no i don't do that anymore um Another thing you do is create a really simple tutorial. Um, this could be as simple as just showing a material in your hand with a bit of text next to it and then just briefly show how you used it. I mean, I did this once. It wasn't so much of a tutorial tutorial, but instead of just doing a straightforward time lapse of my work, I would like show, okay, I've now got matte medium, a tube of matte medium in my hand, and I would just put it in my hand and show it to the camera. Yeah. So it's kind of a, like a mini tutorial time lapsey type thing. Yeah. And Another actually that re- sort of goes back to what we we're saying, doesn't it, earlier, where if you've already got a piece on the go, you might as well take the little opportunity to say, oh, look, I'm using this and this is how I do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could post the same piece of art in interesting ways. So it doesn't always have to be, you know, a boring face on crop shot of a, of a painting, like I was saying earlier. And I've seen some really nice examples of this on Instagram. So, you know, you could show show your work perhaps 
maybe on its easel or with your art tools. You know, sometimes you get those lovely head-on shots or head face down shots of oh, you do it sometimes don't you where you lay your work out and you've got your pens laying next to it and maybe a cup of coffee you know <laughs> all that sort of thing um you could show it maybe propped up on a dressed surface like I don't know maybe with a plant and a cup of coffee or it's fairy lights you know uh, there's so many different ways you, and there's so many people on Instagram that are so good at this it, oh, oh, they are amazing, aren't they? Some and it's almost, the photograph is almost a work of art in itself, isn't it? But basically, yeah. it's the same, showing the same thing, but over and over again, but in completely different context. It could be hanging on a wall. You could be holding it up. You know, I've done those before. I'm just holding up a painting. Um, you holding, could, I've seen people holding up to the sky. So they, they've obviously got nice fingernails, much better than mine. And they're holding it. So the sky is the background. That could be like, you know, blue clouds and... Oh, that's not blue cool. Clouds, blue sky and clouds, yeah. that's That looks nice. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Maybe I should have done that with my Coke bottles. Yeah. yeah. If I still Although it might it. be too similar, maybe. Yeah, probably, maybe. Probably need a bit of contrast. Mm. Um, another thing you could do is to share how best to hang and display art in in your home so it's always great if you can show your piece displayed in like a real environment so you know if you've got a wall with a picture on and you can just replace that with one that you're selling or something it's always nice to see something up um yeah in a real room the only thing is obviously you would want to make sure that it was the right uh backdrop i guess for that painting do you know what i mean yeah. a certain painting yeah. might look pretty bad if it was on really wild wallpaper or something austin powers <laughs> wallpaper <laughs> and you've got this classical looking painting i don't know but yeah just just but if you have got a, a space like that it's it's a great way of um you know yeah i've just, I've just had another idea actually this is for you really but when you go to your framers and you're choosing a frame another great bit of yeah. social media if the framer will agree to you filming that yeah you could just film film your hands and try and his or his hands it's a guy isn't it does it oh, it's a, um, well it's a woman and a man oh it's a married, well, whoever, married couple. yeah show them holding different bits of frame against your painting yeah Perfect. that's a good idea yeah actually I did ask <laughs> when I went to pick up my prints recently I asked yeah. if I could just do some footage and uh, but he said oh no he said not today my my studio is an absolute mess he said if you'd have said before I'd have given it a tidy up this is my printer the person who does all yeah. my um, prints and uh, he's got an amazing studio space absolutely phenomenal but no he he said uh, it was far too untidy <laughs> Oh, but basically, yeah, it was a working area, so it's going to be, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Another thing you could do is talk about your favourite art book. Mm. You could video yourself maybe flicking through some of the pages or photograph a few of the pages and just talk over the top or even just photograph some pages and put a bit of text about it below, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could also make a post talking about the artists who inspire you. Maybe you could show shots of their work. or and, and the good thing about that is you can also tag them. So if they don't know about you, they get to know you a little bit more as well. And hopefully they might even share that because you're talking about them. Exactly. That's a really good idea, yeah. I know you thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, okay, so you could also share your own favourite piece and talk about why 
you like it so much. So maybe there's a story behind it you could share. Um, I don't know. Have you got a favourite piece, Tara, that you've ever Whatever. created yet that you wouldn't get rid of? Uh, no. <laughs> but if you did, <laughs> if you did, you know, you, I mean, I've got, I, I, years ago I painted a pomegranate. Um, yeah. a red pomegranate and it was just a red nothing more than that just sitting on a shelf and I only painted it because I wanted something red to go in my kitchen that was as that was what it was That's about deep mm, very deep <laughs> but it's funny I could never get rid of that piece even though it's perfectly sellable very sellable and I can't because Charlie my son every time he comes around in that kitchen he keeps saying you know I want that one day right when am I going to get that painting? <laughs> so at some point, gonna... when I die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at one point, I'm going to have to paint him a pomegranate. No, I think he just wants that particular one. So, uh, so there's okay. yeah, you could just share even fun stories like that. Do you know what I mean? I can't yeah. get rid of Can this you... because my son wants it. <laughs> Can you get pomegranates other colour than red? Uh, I haven't seen them here. Oh, it's just the way you said it was a pomegranate, a red pomegranate. Oh, well, yeah, no, you can get them where they're quite sort of greeny and then they've only got oh, a set. Right. Yeah, no, that, they're just red. <laughs> right. Um, you can share what you do when you're not creating. So it doesn't always have to be all about the art. Um, you know, people like to get to know the artist behind the art too. So maybe it might be a clip of you walking your dog. I've seen that before. Um taking a break from the easel perhaps you know I recently made a video of myself cleaning my art studio and it you know I just did it on on time you know that time lapse and that's the sort of thing people really like but then I realized I videoed it in the wrong format so I'd done it I'd done it horizontally instead of oh god I can't use that but that would have been a good one um but yeah silly things like that you could go square can you cut it square yeah probably yeah I could just make it a minute or less yeah i guess so yeah. i guess so um you could do a live facebook question and answer q a um now i'm not sure if i'm brave enough for this yet what about you well we keep saying about this don't we that we're going to do some facebook yeah, I mean, the two of us though yeah yeah i don't think i'd want to do it on my own no but if you're brave enough yeah yeah I, no i do like what anna zubrev does now she was just on the podcast was it the kind of previous episode i'm not quite sure if it wasn't it was like, that one it was the one before but i think it was the previous episode yeah it's about episode 114 something like that mm. um she does this thing on instagram where her and another artist they chat and draw so you can you basically you see her right at the beginning but then you both see what they're both drawing and they're having a chat about art and what they do and stuff like that. and i think that's a really nice way to do things um because at least then you've got another person to bounce off and we could do something like that, couldn't we? Yeah, we we'd like, we did say we'd quite like to do that. We had a couple of ideas about it, didn't we, of what we could do. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... But I do need to grab my nails, not chomp them again. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on holiday. You haven't been stressed at all. You've got nothing to no. chomp about. You need to get some of that funny-tasting nail varnish. Yeah. Um, another great idea is collect testimonials about your art and share them to social media. Now, I never think to do this. I do this... Well, we do this, don't we, for Kicking with Creatives when we get podcast reviews and really nice comments sometimes. Mm, yeah. But for my own art, I forget to do this. And I've had messages on Instagram. And obviously, you've just got to double check that they're okay with you sharing them. But yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I forget to do that. I used to, on my old website, I used to have a page of testimonials. And then when I changed my website, I 
didn't think about it and I've lost well I've, I think I've lost them all which is a shame all right mm. you have to ask some more yeah yeah you could also share your packing process and this is something I really wish I'd done the other day when I was packing my painting to send to London oh my gosh the day can you believe this the day that we were meant to be taking because originally that Mal Gallery thing um you you were pre-selected and anyone pre-selected was that they then had to um, take and deliver by hand their piece of art to the Mal Gallery. And the day that that was meant to happen was the day the trains decided to oh, go on no. strike. And and, it, and what I looked at this and they were talking about it on the news and they were saying um, they, would get, they gave two dates where they were going to be on strike. And I looked at the dates and sure enough, one of them was the date I was supposed to be going to London. So I thought, this isn't going to happen. I, I can't get it there. Uh, you know, it's going to be an absolute yeah. nightmare. Um. Anyway, I received an email, thank goodness, um, because they were, they were originally they said they wouldn't accept anything that was posted. It had to be hand-delivered. Don't know why, but anyway. So luckily I received an email a couple of days um, later from the Mal Gallery saying that we've decided that as the train strikes um, are are going to be causing such chaos for everybody we are uh, allowing a limited number of art moving companies to deliver paintings on people's behalf so they gave a list of these um approved people yeah and then what those approved people do is they then unpack the art and then deliver them to the mail gallery so i thought oh that's brilliant but there's only one that operates in my area so i rang them up and, and they said yes they said the only trouble is because of the volume of people that are wanting this, because obviously we've got such short notice, we can't do any collections at all. So you've got to actually deliver the painting to us for us to then deliver to the Mal Gallery. Right. So Where was, were they then compared to you? Uh, they were, they're in Chelsea in London or Bristol. So I said, well, look, that's the thing, though. I can't get to you because of the trains. Oh. So they said, no, you'll have to post them. So the ridiculous thing was is I had to use a – a company that do not handle art at all to send to a company because they handle oh, art ridiculous. to send yeah. to the Mal Gallery. I thought I might as well have just sent it directly to the Mal Gallery because then I had to pay for the postage to get it to the art moving company and then pay them to deliver it to London, yeah. now, which, which just made, means it's double the cost to me. So, of course, I was thinking I've got to send this through the Royal Mail. Luckily, luckily, it's not a big painting. I mean, it must have been a nightmare for anyone with massive paintings. But... um. Luckily, I had to, you know, I it was quite a small painting, so I I had to just make sure I wrapped that thing so well, and I should have yeah. I should have videoed that. Um, yeah, I should have done that, which I didn't. But yeah, corner protectors and everything. More corner you say, protect- I should have, yeah. should have, should have, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, it, it, the, I did get an email from the Mal Gallery on the Sunday saying, "Yes, thank you. We had it's delivered and everything's fine." Oh, that's good. So that's that's fine. I so. wonder why they won't accept it by the post. I mean, well, they don't want to unwrap anything. It, they want it oh, that's delivered. why is it? Oh, I yeah. see. The unwrapping is the issue. Very specific. You're not allowed to have any. It has to be flat backed. You can't have any hanging. Right. It, they do it all themselves. Um, <clears throat> Got yeah. Yeah. So, but that would have been a good opportunity for me to do that. I didn't. Uh, never mind. Um, another thing you could do is actually offer advice on how to care for a piece of artwork, because you know. Oil paintings, they get dusty. You know, obviously watercolour paintings and that, they're usually behind glass, so there's not a problem. 
or you know acrylic paintings get dusty the last thing you want to be doing is using detergent on an oil painting to, to clean it so it, you know that's another thing you could do is just offer advice on how to actually care for something like that um studio tips we talked about that earlier weren't we like how to clean your brushes for example that kind of thing how to i don't know get oil paint out of your clothes even that kind of stuff you know god i've constantly I, how to get charcoal and paint off your face <laughs> uh, i don't I know how you get phthalo blue off of your nails and your skin i, I won't oh. i won't use phthalo blue I, I think it's an amazing really? color but my god is it staining it's literally it's the most staining color on my um in my paint tubes that i have and i if i ever have to use it i hate using it <laughs> I never oh. fail to get it all over me and it just does not come off for days. It's awful. Awful I must stuff. Admit, I've got some acrylic ink on my nail, one of my, one of my almost non-existing nails that's not coming off very well. Oh, no. <laughs> but, I, but I am bad for charcoal. It's, it's like, I won't know. And then Kevin goes, you've got black all over your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or you've got green hair. <laughs> yeah. And I told you I've got white all over my computer mouse. White yeah. acrylic paint. Oh, the sign, yes. it's a sign of a working studio, you know. Is that what it is? Is yeah. that what the dust is as well? Yeah, because you've got too much, not enough time to clean because you're too busy creating. That's right. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, another thing you can do is be vulnerable about your process and your life as your artist. Now, you could talk about the things that go wrong or how you're feeling if you have a slump. I think we all have slumps. Uh, and maybe your plans to get out of a slump because I think, you don't want to show things too much for down. You want to be vulnerable, but you want to show how you're going to get through that, don't you? You want to keep it real, don't you? Because yeah, we've always spoken about this before, haven't we, where you kind of look on social media and you just think, oh, these artists, their work just falls off their brush and they're just so prolific and it's painting after painting and everything's perfect. You can guarantee it isn't like that. Um, no, I actually said that. There's a um, <clears throat> an artist called Rosso on Twitter. I can't remember her last name. Oh, can you remember Rosso's name? No. Anyway, she's a blooming genius at painting kind of portraits, but they're very funky and modern. Yeah. And she posted, and she's brilliant at these as well, she posted this time lapse of her creating on these um, pieces but it wasn't literally every second time lapse it was one of those you know where they sh- sh- you show key p- key parts of it yeah and I, I just texted and said oh my god you make this look so easy um and she goes oh yeah that's because I took out the bit where I dropped on my brushes and where I had to go out for emergency cake yeah <laughs> 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 oh, I thought it was genius because it does look like it's so easy doesn't it that's the thing about social media though isn't it so yeah i do and i think that's why it's important to be vulnerable and to share sometimes the things that do go wrong because people can more relate to you when you're like that because you know you're being real yeah you know what i mean i mean we could we could edit the pants off of this podcast and make us sound half sensible like we know what we're talking about if if well, i, I don't spent enough, long enough on it <laughs> it'd be, it'd be ten, 10 minutes long though wouldn't it but purposely from the beginning i thought you know i can't we can't compete with bbc radio that's not you know we can't we're, we're not professional media people we're just chatting about art and you know people that enjoy talking about art or listening listen but if we were to make this all perfect 
again, it's it's not really being real, is it? Because I mean, in fact, I think that's why we purposely from from day one we've always put if there is a blooper, it's always gone on the end because we're like, no, you know, this is real. This is what things like this happen. We sometimes we go wrong, you know, quite often. Yeah, but on the other flip side of showing the vulnerable side, I think it doesn't hurt to show a bit of humour as well. And I think sometimes this is lacking, isn't it, in the art? Yeah. It's like had to be so blooming professional. Oh, so, God, yeah. No, I, I'm totally opposite to that. I like I like humour. I like humour. Because at the end of the day, especially, <laughs> I think especially at the moment with everything going on in the world, everyone needs to have a bit of light refreshment from it all. And a bit of humour, gosh, it's great medicine, isn't it? you know yeah i mean i've i've made videos i made one about being an uncool artist i don't know if you saw that one but basically i just said oh yeah <laughs> yeah how uncool i was and I, I think i showed my you know my sponge brushes and kiddie tools and and then i showed me turning around with charcoal over over my face like i was just talking about because i've always got that over and then i made one about i think i said before about the non-sexy clothes yeah. that I wear because you get some artists on social media and they've got like their low cut tops and they look so beautiful and I've got chewed trainers and yeah and an lace um yeah so that's so basically do the vulnerable side but also do a bit of humor if you can um you could also hang your art in a local gallery if they'll let you or a coffee shop and take photos of it in there because that's quite a nice environment isn't it to show you work in yeah I mean I obviously know a few sort of pubs around me and I I know that in the past I've been able to hang some of my alcohol related paintings in the pubs and you know it is a great way it's a great way to share your work the only problem is you do have to be a little bit careful because you want to know that that's going to be looked after yeah, I'd be slightly worried about that. But I was thinking, actually, um, so you meant to share as in for people to get to see it in the pub, didn't you? Yeah. I was thinking if someone had got a really nice environment, you could perhaps, if you knew them, ask if you could just hang one temporarily to take a photo as well. That's a good idea. Yeah. You know, just get, if someone you know has got this, like, amazing house or whatever where they've got just everything I don't know, a beautiful Perfect. blank wall. Yeah, you could say, can I just come and do a photo shoot? <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Exactly. Absolutely brilliant, yeah, yeah. And it, do you know what? It doesn't even have to be all about social media. You know, ask, like you like you say, you've got to share it on social media, but there are other places, cafes, pubs, galleries. Just make sure, like I say, you, they, you actually trust them to look after it. Yeah, But um, another thing you can do is to have, and this isn't social media related, well, kind of is, but have a newsletter that people can sign up for. And that is a really good way of people, uh, people being updated on new work, reminding people you're still creating art. But just be careful because, I mean, I do one, <laughs> I used to call it my quarterly cuppa, but actually I don't actually do it quarterly. It's probably less than that really, but... It's just my way of being able to perhaps the lead up to Christmas or the summer, I'll say, okay, this is a my latest work, you know, and I talk about a bit about it and talk about what I've been up to. But I don't bombard them with sales. A lot of newsletters do, don't they? I mean, our newsletter I think is really good because we just tell you all of the challenges coming up for the month coming up, don't we? And yeah, then, some, and then in the middle of the month we do one where we'll 
send you some handy videos um, that relate to perhaps the challenges and um, and we'll link, link to perhaps um, some really good podcast episodes that we've done previously and and things like that. But it's very, it's not sell, sell, sell stuff, is it? No, and we I, don't do those follow-up, you know, where you send an email, then it's follow-up like a day later and then, you know, no, day later. It's relevant. So keep if you're going to have an email newsletter, just keep everything relevant. Don't um, just use it as a way of selling. Use it as a way of engaging with those people. Invite them to, you know, write you back. Um, I guess the overall advice is to just start sharing and see how it goes. Yep, definitely, definitely. So... We're now going to read out the answers to our previous question. And that question was, if you could feature in a famous painting, which would it be and why? Okay, so I've got spirit grind. I'd like to be lingering in the background of a Sunday afternoon on the island of La Grande Jatte. Is that how, <laughs> is that how it's said? Uh, but doing something weirdly modern, like hunching over my phone. <laughs> I've got Radius Lotus Fine Art. The School of Athens by Raphael. Presumably, I'd be able to speak and understand all of the ancient languages, the mathematicians, philosophers, and the scientists that spoke then. I've got P.M. Schmidel. But uh, yeah, I hope I've said that right. P.M. Schmidel. Um, it's a hard choice, but I'm thinking American Gothic. They just seem like a fun family. Oh, hilarious. Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, I can't imagine a less fun-looking family because is that not the one where the guy's holding a fork-like thing? Yes, and, like a scythe or something. And, and he looks... Or, yeah. They look like a family of serial killers to me. Yeah, that's that's what she's joking. <laughs> a fun family. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got Hilary Milner, and she says, Darley, I love his surrealist abstract work, A Person After My Own Heart. Oh, Yeah. Uh, Andy W. Art, much as I would like to be painted photobombing a portrait of Donald Trump, I think a more serious answer would be to be painted in one of Arthur Rackham's illustrations, snoozing under a tree, surrounded by woodland spirits and sprites. The world is a better place when napping under a tree away from civilization. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd love, I love the idea of napping under a tree, but you can guarantee I'd get like ants crawling up my nose and in my ears or something like that, and I'd, then I'd be, it would ruin the whole experience. Yeah, but you can make your own place, can't you, in a painting? I did once have a nap in a field, and um, I was woken up by a cow. Why did you have a nap in a field? Well, we were, <laughs> we're going back years when me and my friend were teenagers, and we were skiving off of school. Uh, <laughs> so we, we took a blanket, we skived off of school, and we were just um, laying in the grass, you know, listening to our music, that kind of thing. Yeah. This was on the days where it was easy to skive off of school. Um, and I just remember we fell asleep in the end. It was a really sunny day. It was a beautiful day, which is why we were skiving. And suddenly got woken up by um, a cow mooing. And my God, I've never been so frightened in my whole life. I, I literally woke up and this is cow standing staring over my face (laughs) (laughs) it's the scariest thing ever but yeah so So i take it it didn't hurt you the cow no no just curious it wasn't a herd thank god could you imagine yes i can (laughs) they are scary with a lot of them i have been chased by a herd of cows as well by the way yeah i'm scared of cows so I've got Joe Brown, and she says, I'd like to be one of Modigli- Modigliani's, Modigliani's ladies. Yeah. Modigliani's ladies. Just so I could sit and look at him while he was painting me. 
She's obviously got the hot for Modigliani. I say because they're normally are they not normally nude? I know they're normally got quite lot no like black. I checked line. that. Oh, did you? Oh, I you see. Jo- yeah, I I thought Joe wants to be naked. I was going to say Modigliani. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Who have we got? Uh, Kim Hollenby. A night at Folly's Berger. Berger, isn't Berger. it? I don't know. I'm trying to do my French accent. In my prime, all that champers and fun. I've got Nina Mier, and she says, any work by Alphonse Mouchard, he made every woman like a dainty fairy or a fierce queen. Been depicted by a floral flame framework with hair and fabric flown free. Some adorned stars. Art Nouveau dreams come true. Swoon. <laughs> Margaret Gray, I would love to show up in an impressionist painting. Now, does this say, is this meant to say AKA? Andy, well, and, Andy, uh, Andy, uh, uh, further up that you've just read out, yeah, he said something similar. Okay, oh yeah, like Andy, yeah, photobombing some lovely ladies in nine in eighteen eighties clothing. Oh, I get that now. I didn't get he that. He was talking about photobombing, <laughs> wasn't he? Yeah. And then I've got Michael Beckett, and he says, "I think I'd be the shadowy figure on the left in Edward Hawke's Night." Edward Hopper's Nighthawks. I've always felt like that kind of outsider. And that is one of my favourite paintings. I love that painting. I had to go and have a look at it because I hadn't seen it. Oh, I, I really like it. And I don't know what it is about that painting, but I really enjoy it. And I, I, I kind of try and narrate my own story to it. Yeah, and I'd go in there and wonder what everyone was doing and, who, you know, why are they there? Who are they meeting? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I have got Rosalie Duligal. Dulligal, a girl with the pearl earring by Vermeer. Nice, simple answer. Yep, yeah, lovely. Um, I've seen a lot of people actually um, doing these like famous paintings and just having a different face in the painting. And, and recently I saw a dog as the girl with the pearl <laughs> earring, which I thought was quite quirky. <laughs> okay, so we have a brand new question for you, which is if you could change your artist name to something else, what would it be and why? So if you could change your artist name to something else, what would it be and why? So I guess it would have to be something quite uh, memorable, wouldn't it? Yeah, you're, so you're talking almost like a pen name that authors yes, have, yeah? Yeah. And I've no idea, so don't ask me because I don't know. I haven't even thought about it. I didn't even know it's your question, actually, when I was printing this out. So, no, I've no, no clue. So, as always, if you can think of a good answer, unlike me, you can tweet your answer to Kick Creatives or let us know in the Facebook group, which if you haven't joined, I would highly suggest you do. We'll put the question up there and on the Facebook page and, of course, on our Instagram, which is Kick in the Creatives. So, we hope that gave you the Kick in the Creatives you needed. And don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take Take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges and of course there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and if you're enjoying the podcast we'd be really grateful if you would leave us maybe a little review um, or even just a star rating if you haven't got much time yeah we really do need some of those reviews we're really missing them at the moment yes so also don't forget to check out and subscribe to our Click in the Creatives newsletter and keep up with all the challenges and podcasts. And if you enjoy what we do and you'd like to help support us here at Kick in the Creatives, because we do everything for free, you know, <laughs> you can now support us by buying us a coffee. I think we deserve a coffee. <laughs> and you can, yeah. you can find the link to that on our website. And thank you to everyone who does support us. We really, really appreciate it. And if you can't do that... Other ways you can support us is by sharing episodes, that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, just spread the word. 
Anyway, yes. that is it for this time, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. I've got a load of paintings at the moment all on my desk and some I definitely don't like and and oh one of them probably shouldn't say this out loud I have told Kevin this I says I don't like that one it looks like your mother oh no <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't listen to this podcast no, does she she doesn't <laughs> oh that's so oh, that's so funny I hope she doesn't anyway <laughs> maybe I should edit that bit out <laughs> But it's a bleeper right at the end. Yeah, she won't bother listening to that bit, will she? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs>